what's crazy is literally not the best artists make the most money, which not, that shouldn't be the only goal, but it's almost a service. And what a beauty to that. You can put yourself out there and not even the best half. You don't have to be the best to win. I think about it as well with cycling. I'm a huge cyclist. And, you know, I think traditionally people are like, well, I have to cycle and win tournaments. And I met, a, I interviewed a guy who was in the Tour de France. I think he makes like 150,000, which is still pretty good money for biking. But then you could actually just make videos on YouTube about cycling. Like this guy, Burn Peaks, his name's Seth. I think he makes a million dollars a year just making videos about the cycling. You don't even have to win the championships. <laughs> and so my whole point on all these things is that the, there is a lot of value of thinking about how whatever realm you want to be in, how do you then find support either yourself or another person to make it happen? Hey, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show. You just heard from Noah Kagan. Noah is a longtime friend. He was on Creative Live a long time ago, an original homie of mine that I met through a dear friend, Tim Ferriss. Uh, and Noah has an amazing backstory. Employee number 30 at Facebook. Employee number, I think, three or four at mint.com. Uh, he was, in fact, fired by both. And he talks in today's episode about the energy uh, that that gave him, <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit of unhealthy energy, and how he transformed that frustration, unhealthy energy into being able to start businesses like it's going out of style. He, this is a process that he has mastered. And today he is the uh, founder and CEO of lots of different businesses, several of which, I think all of which do over a million in revenue and one that does 80 million in revenue. CEO of AppSumo. Um, he's got a million subs on YouTube and he's just a dear, sweet person who is incredibly good at getting stuff going. He now has a new book out that we talk about in today's episode called Million Dollar Weekend. And sounds like a big swing, right? But the irony, and uh, I guess the devil's in the details here, because um, having read the book myself, it is a very powerful lever to do exactly that. Now, the, the concept isn't to just make a million dollars in that weekend, although he predicts in our episode today that that is very possible and he says how it could be done. But it's more about getting started and starting to build a million dollar business around the things that you love. This is a little bit about how to do it, um, about where to look, and a lot of the tactics and habits that you would use in order to get there. So I'm going to get out of the way. Yours truly and my dear friend, Noah Kagan. Enjoy the show. Noah Kagan's in the house. Welcome back. How's it going, my man? <laughs> Chase Trout, it's going better than my dreams. <laughs> I love it. You are what most people uh, will realize just as we get into the show here, that you are in the middle of book launch week. And what most <laughs> authors will tell you and what uh, most folks at home don't know is that is um, that's a really interesting week, right? You've been working on something. How long have you been working on this latest project that we're going to talk about, The Million Dollar Weekend? How long has that been in process? No, no, we, I had the idea 15 years ago. <laughs> And then I pitched my agent who said, he, she wasn't even my agent. She rejected me in March of 2020. Then I had to work on the proposal, pitched her again, and then fast forward now, spent about nine months preparing for launching it. And so it's been, it's been, a, it's been a ride, 15 <laughs> years, four years, and then a year to prepare the launch. And we are in launch week. 
There you go. We're, yeah, we're Thursday in. So books launch on Tuesdays and it's this Thursday when we're recording this. Um, I've been paying attention to your Amazon stats. Congratulations. You're clearly whopping it, but uh, let's back up for the people who there's a handful of people here who are not going to be familiar with you for the, there's, of course you're a man about town. um, And so you're, you are known by many, but for the handful of people who do not, Give us a little, give us like a 90 second. Who's, who's Noel Kagan? I've been asking myself that question. So the book came out and I woke up at like 4 a.m. And um, I go online and I'm like replying. I was doing like an AMA and I was answering this question. I was like, do I know what I'm even doing here? <laughs> Can I even do these things? And then you kind of take a pause and you take a break and you're like, yeah, you do. And, you know, that, that's what I've really learned about myself writing a book. And I think everyone should write their own books, either write it or live it. And my journey was, I just, I wanted to be rich. I didn't want to ever have a job. I didn't want to ever someone control my livelihood. And so I didn't know how to do it though. And so I got these normal jobs, you know, well, Intel, I guess is kind of normal. It sucked. It was like the worst thing ever. I lived with my mom. That was probably the best part. And then <laughs> I've just always been trying to start companies. And I got fired at Facebook. I was early there, fired at mint.com. That's just, well, sorry, I, sorry, I, I want to qualify this early at Facebook is yeah. employee 30, right? Yeah. And I'm still talking about it 20 years later. That's my favorite part. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, dude, get over it. You know, I'm bald, have earrings and I drive a Miata. Like I'm a poster child for midlife crisis, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was and, super early Facebook, yeah. you know, super early mint.com I helped build that. And, you know, I'd say in my, my life, maybe the things that I'm not, it's not as clear, but like, it, it was a lot of struggle. It was a lot of like anger. Cause I got fired. It was a lot of realization. Like, damn, these people, one person, Mark, one person, Aaron controlled my livelihood. And I was like, I'm never gonna let that happen again. And I just was so bitter for such a long time to try to get external validation mm-hmm. to really like prove that I was worthy. And then yada, yada, yada. Now I'm worthy. <laughs> <laughs> there's but a few, there's I think a the, few hurdles in the, in between there, maybe. Yeah. few hurdles. But I, I think that, you know, I think the beautiful thing about that for myself in this own experience is realizing that we all can do that. Because even as I started Million Dollar Weekend, I was like, yes, I've started AppSumo.com. We do $80 million a year, which is insane. I've started, we have tidycal.com. I've done gambit.com, get gambit. I've done all these companies that have done well and a lot that haven't done well. And I was still like insecure. Like, is there someone else that can do it better? And, but through this own journey, and I think for everyone out there, like what's the hard thing that you've been thinking about or feeling about or knowing, but you're just a little afraid of and, it's been amazing to realize that on the other side of that, what the rewards are like and everyone is capable of it. And so that's through putting this book for me in these past four years of getting rejected by the agent, trying to do a proposal, trying to get people to see if this process that I've come up with works and working with people one by one. I had a guy, Jake, he lived at my house for 48 hours for a weekend. (laughs) That's awkward with my girlfriend. (laughs) And, you know, through facing the hard part of putting the book together, I found out like, wow, I can do these things and everyone else can too. Let's go to the failures because the <laughs> to be able to talk about eighty million, doing eighty million a year, and which, by the way, you know, I've worked with you before on, you know, AppSumo and just is it? Do you just call it Sumo? Like, how do you do you talk about it? As uh, we just we sold that business, so we have okay. we had a product called Sumo Me, so uh-huh. we just sold that uh, last year. Okay. I remember which, there was that was a failure as well. 
Well, there's a, this is part of what is interesting to me. Like I know you have done well. I've worked with you, uh, back when I was running creative live, you obviously were on creative live, uh, something like a yeah. decade ago, we talked about, um, you helped us, you know, find new customers for a while there. there there's oh, yeah. all kinds of great iterations of the work that you've done, but you did mention a couple of failures and I don't really know about the failures the, you know, I know that you're doing 80 million a year in one of your businesses, which is let's yeah. be real. That's, that's not nothing to sneeze at. Right. <laughs> I think that's, no, it's unbelievable. And I think the, the important point for people to think about is that anyone can do it. And in business, you don't have to be tall. I'm only five, nine and three fourths. You don't even have to be good looking. Like I'm above average Jewish good looking, you know, like you, you literally can do it anywhere in the world. And that's so, and so amazing. And the, the crazy part about it, what's even crazier is you only need it to do, you, you only need it to work once. Like there's nothing in this life that if you just do it once, besides maybe your significant other, that that you're done. And so with AppSumo, then yes, yesterday we did maybe a quarter million dollars in sales. Yesterday. I started though in a weekend on Reddit with a PayPal button and my first sale was 12 bucks. And I, and I share that because I think that's the part that people can, can acknowledge. It wasn't some, I, didn't, I don't even think Twitter, I don't know if Twitter was really around or that popular, right? It's something that everyone can do and you have to start today, right now. Like, what can you actually do today so that you can start living this kind of cooler life probably a lot sooner than you realize? Well, that's the the beginning of the book, right? Is just fucking start. It is just start, man. And it's never too late. And uh, the thing that people probably don't hear or they don't see about others, you don't know what happens in the kitchen. So, you know, I've been starting and starting and starting until finally something actually worked. But you know, I, I started a betting site called Bet Arcade. I don't bet and I wasn't watching sports. <laughs> that, that was a total flop. Then I did a payments business. That was a flop. Then I did, you know, the Sumo Me business, which we got it up to $6 million and then it, we basically ruined it. So that, that, was a, that was a flop. And all these flops, though, and, and the failures are really just learning opportunities. And each time you're getting better and better and better. And what I'm noticing for a lot of people is they never just get started. They think they have to prepare more research more books, more gurus, more YouTube, maybe go to Harvard even. There's a whole college to get a business. But all you have to do is start start today and then keep starting and starting until you finally get that thing working. And that was something that that I picked up on and over time and really being able to help others find out right now. And, and this is the phrase to think about. What can you do right now? Don't worry about the how. You don't need a website. You don't need anything fancy. But you can do something right now. Just think about that in your mindset now, not how. Now, not how. Well, before we go into a little bit more of the process, because your book is called Million Dollar Weekend. And I mean, it's as seductive as the four hour work week was, you know, whatever, 15 years ago when our mutual buddy Timbo mm. did it. Like, that's the right thing about a title, right? You either love it or you hate it and you just can't have no opinion. So I'm like, a million dollar weekend? Like, I want to do that. And someone else is going like, it's what kind of dipshit thinks they can make a million dollars in a weekend? So you've you've succeeded with the title. <laughs> But the process, you've got a process in there about actually how to do that. And it's how to start a, start a business and, and get it going in much less time with much less effort, m many fewer hurdles than most people would construct in their mind. And your point is that they don't actually exist or that they're problems to be solved. Not right now. Go to your point that you just made. But you know, to me, this, like, I, I want to understand why, like, why you've talked about, I wanted to be rich and I want to, was it freedom? Was it, cause there's a lot of entrepreneurs and, and creators who are listening right now that 
I, I think they think that doing this is sexy or doing it is like, is easy. It's easier than working for the man or like, but what were your, your, you, you, you talked about wanting to be rich and wanting to be free. And is it as simple as that? You know, let's try and widen the yeah. aperture a little bit here because there are people from all walks of life who need to start yeah. a business and I, I, I want you to help them. Well, I think the two parts, Chase, that I found interesting is one, I don't actually think it's a little bit of the opposite problem where I don't think people believe how great their lives can be. Say more. I mean, I was fired at these companies. I like lived on couches. I kept feeling like everything was, I was going to be stuck in this middle-class lane. And if you would have told me, Hey, no, at 41, yes, you'll have the Miata, (laughs) but like, (laughs) you're going to have an amazing partner. You're going to be able to be a father. You're going to have this amazing house. You're going to like who you are. You're going to be proud of yourself. Even probably a year ago, some of those parts were hard to believe. And, you know, let's now go back 20 years. And I think most people don't realize that they can do it. And it's not as far away as they think. And that takes time. It takes time to practice optimism. It takes time to practice confidence. And you can build the confidence through courage. And I think that's what I'm noticing for a lot of people. It's not, you know, you, no one's going to, I think one person in the next decade will make a million dollars in a weekend following the book. But the reality is, is recognizing that you can actually change your life. Like I was talking, um, someone voice memo me this morning and they were complaining about their boss. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's <laughs> the cool. oldest complaint. How does that? <laughs> well, you know, you say, I always say, you know, working for the man or working for the you know woman, we have, at Upstream, we have an amazing, uh, female leadership. And what most people are doing though, and, that I thought is interesting is allowing themselves to give up their power. Mm. They're just saying this person this morning was like, Oh, my boss and this job and I hate it. And I'm like, Hmm, how is it helping you to complain about it? <laughs> and what, what, what was the response? I guess it was a text or was a voice memo. So it you was didn't some get voice it, memos. You didn't get a media memo, response. It's it's, and this is the thing that's the opportunity, right? Business is all, about opportunities and all problems become opportunities, but it's recognizing that everyone has that ability and it's easier to blame your boss. It's easier to complain that government's not helping. It's easy to blame the economy. I've never blamed the economy once, but recognizing that we can actually do more things than we do today, recognizing that this courage that we all have can build our confidence and thinking about what these hard things are. And and the business stuff is fun, man. I think business is the best way in the world to learn about who you can actually become. Yeah, and Cuban's I, been you know, Cuban's I, I been I, on the show and was like, it's like the ultimate sport, man, because it's 24 7, 365. There are no days off. Business is always open. Even if it's closed, <laughs> business is happening. And I do think that it's it is interesting. And and specifically because the arc of this show and my life in this show, uh, in part because it's yeah. mine, <laughs> is very much about the creative aspect. And Building a business, having, you know, created lots of things, images, televisions, all, like all, all this stuff. Building a business is wildly creative. It's, <laughs> it's wildly, wildly creative. It is. It's so creative. It's wildly and, creative. And, and you can live a life being creative and make a ton of money. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you can start the, in the book of cover, like the freedom number, which is like, you don't even actually need that much money to be free. Let's talk about and the freedom. Let's, let's talk about the freedom yeah. number. I think it's an interesting concept. Well, especially creatives, man. You have a lot of photographers, you have videographers. Here's a great one I just saw. It was a woman who's got a day job. She's a friend of mine, Natasha. Natasha emails me and 10 other people. She said, my friend really has been, had a dream to be a videographer or a photographer. So if you guys are interested, just hit reply to her. That's literally how you can start a million dollar business. 
And what people don't realize is how quickly you can actually get that started. Like they think they need a website and a portfolio and a Squarespace. You don't. You need to go take a photo of something. And, and for, especially for creative, really think about what's happening in creative world. You're really helping another person. How exciting is that? That's what your life is about. Yeah. And the problem, problem. what I reckon, what's that? Solving problems for other people. Yeah. You're just solving yeah. problems and helping other people out, man. How cool is that? Like with this art, book, yeah. ideally, it's like if you follow the book, you will become a millionaire. I'm seeing it. I've done it and now I'm seeing it. And this freedom number, I think it was really risky to have the day job. It was really risky to live a life you don't want to live. To live and, you know, work at Intel and live in my mom's house. And I saw people do that and I, I knew they weren't happy. And the voice memo this morning. And the freedom number, though, is realizing that the, the number you need to basically your living, your savings, entertainment, are a lot, is actually a lot lower than you think. It's way lower. It's, it's generally what I've seen. Through. I've seen literally now tens of thousands of people. It's, it averages around 3000 bucks. If you have a family and things like that, again, that's also why it's called weekend because you're busy. So you have to do it in a short time. But I've seen families generally can be somewhere between six to 10, depending on how you're living. And that's your freedom now, number monthly. Yeah. And so the idea, the, the concept behind that is that I found it, it very risky and too much pressure to quit your day job to try to start a business. Because it's very hard if you have to make money. You're like, oh my God, I have to eat today. Like I got to better go do it. It's like, that is really hard to be creative. Yeah. When you're forced to go do those things and, and what I've observed and from success. And so if you have a day job, I call those people that, that your investor, <laughs> that is your funder. And then now you can think, all right, how do I just get my first customer today? And as you start doing these things, you send an email like Natasha did, or start, maybe you start doing it for friends, or maybe do things like my buddy Isaac, who was just taking photos and now he's making six figures doing videos. And the freedom number is like, when you have the day job, it's the number that once you finally start hitting it, you're like, oh my God, I can actually make this decision. And for some people, by the way, they keep both. I have people at AppSumo, Nick runs all of our growth and he's got a teeth whitening business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's our head of growth. You know, makes, I, I won't share his salary, he's making good money. Or um, Amy has a floral shop and a hair salon and she runs our customer support. And so you can get to these freedom numbers on your things and then at least you have that option of how you want to live. And as well, if there's not one person who's going to decide your livelihood, which I think is one of the, the most empowering things you can have on this planet, which is the, real, the realization you can, make, you can make changes in your own life. All right. So I'm going to put a pin in where we are now. I do want to stop and, and just for the, I did, was generous enough to receive a early copy for you signed and I'm showing it off here for those folks who are watching. I got oh, a yeah. nice signed thing. But of course, you know, I, I was out of town when it arrived. I returned home and you said, have you got your book? And I said, I'm, I'll be home tomorrow. I heard that it got there. And on page 11 is a $1 gift from Noah Kagan. $1 for you. Um, the dollar challenge is something that you write about, but before we get into individual aspects of the book, zoom out and tell us what is the million dollar weekend and like sell it yeah. to us as a, as a package. Like this is a book that promises to help you start the business that you've been postponing starting. It shows you how to do it more quickly. Like you do it in your words so that we yeah. can orient around the, the concept here. Yeah. Let me do it just through a story. There's a woman named Mackenzie. She worked at Warby Parker. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people are familiar with the glasses company and she's always been creative and she always had a dream to be an entrepreneur. And, and most people don't realize that they can actually change their life in 48 hours. And so she wanted to make connections and 
she sent an email to friends and there's, there's obviously a lot more details and process uh, throughout the book. And she said, Hey, I'm going to, I've always dreamed about having a greeting card business to build connections. She sold some greeting cards. And then at the end of last year, she quit. She doesn't have that job anymore. She doesn't work away for her. She's full-time on her own business. And they did, she did, she by herself did $50,000 of greeting cards. It's marymakery.com. And then this year, I, I think she's already got a five. She's, I think, already close to being ahead of that or on track to being ahead of that. And it's January or just became February. And then the reality for a lot of people is they are waiting to be ready when they're ready today. They think they don't have any ideas. They have a lot. They don't realize that they can do it themselves. And I think someone like Mackenzie is just a, an amazing example who I'm excited that she's gone through the book and now just living it out. I can't wait for her to be a millionaire. And the million doesn't, and let me be crystal clear, you will not get a million dollars in a weekend. One person will in a decade. Someone's going to do it in a weekend. I, I will bet, I would bet money on that. But it, what it does, and this is what I did at AppSumo, which again, $12 first day, $250,000 yesterday. But you find the thing that's something that people really want, if it's photos, if it's videos, if it turns into a platform, if it turns into some type of opportunity like McKinsey, and I'm seeing other people do it, you will make a million dollars. And most people, it's like, holy shit, really? It's like, yes. And it may not be the first idea. Guess what? That you have 52, you have 52 chances this year to do it. <laughs> Especially if you got a family. I mean, you got a family, you got stuff going on if you're busy. Like, it's tough to make time to prioritize these things. And so things have to be fast and quick and cheap. Is that really the ethos that you feel like has put you to where you are? It's a, getting a certain number of reps. Are you, are you, do you advocate more of a, I need some repetitions or I need the perfect idea or I need an idea that I'm passionate about. Like what, what's, what's some of the rubric under which you're encouraging people to start businesses? Like that's, you know, you've got, you've got your yeah. process here. Let's talk a little bit about that. Right. The, the, the yeah. million dollar ideas chapter, I think it is. Let me, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'll give a few examples about this, but I, I think the thing that's kind of crazy is if there's so many things out there and so many books and courses and, Harvard's like, how come everyone who wants to have a business doesn't have one? I think there's, I think it's mostly fear. It is a fear and there's two fears, right? And that's why the book starts with those two fears, which is not a great way to start a book. <laughs> like, No one's like, Hey, I want to be a millionaire. Okay. Let me tell you why you're afraid of things. Like, no, tell me like cool stories about living a rich lifestyle, but they're not as actually scary as they, they seem. And when you actually have fun with it, which business is fun. It's really fun. Like my life is talking to Chase Jarvis. Like how cool is that? <laughs> I mean, that that's literally, or like literally when the book launched on Tuesday, it was me and the two guys who were supporting me on your show when we was on Creative Live. We were in the hot tub for two hours. I was like, Man, is, we get to do this? Like I keep waiting for the landlord to kick me out. And, and that's available. And so to get to that place, which everyone needs to think that they can believe they can get it and easy way they can do it for themselves today, just write out your dream. Where would be you be at the end of this year? Just write it out, write a story, write a fiction story. And you are the author and the main character and you could live that life. Now these two approaches, and we'll talk about the ideas. One is just the fear of starting, which, all right, so how do I get people excited? That's why we do the dollar challenge where it's like, holy shit. And people can Venmo request me, Venmo request me at Noah King and I will give you your first dollar. And then they're like, wow, this is it. I'm like, that's it. You can start right now. Second thing that people are afraid of, and it, they're all things that are, it's, and, and this is what you said about reps, they're all skills you get better at. It's a language. Making money is a language that everyone can be fluent in. But you, people think, yeah, you're not going to be fluent day one. You have to keep practicing. So the second thing you practice is asking. 
and everything in life. Like Chase, you have a wife, I think, or partner. Yes, I do. I have a wife, Kate. Shout out, Kate. And you probably had to ask her to marry you. I did. You didn't do like pantomime, or no. you didn't do through like I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even in pantomime, you have to ask. Like you're like, <laughs> right? And so that's that's in a relationship, right? Which is silly. But then you think about a raise, and then you start realizing. Everything, your customers, your friends, everything is how am I actually asking someone for something? Because if you don't ask for it, you're never going to get it. And hoping or suggesting or implying or waiting is not going to get you what you really want. And so how do you practice asking for things that you're like, hmm. And so the, the thing I've always taught is the coffee challenge. And I, again, I wouldn't do a lot of things. I would just do these two things over and over, which is how do I keep doing now, not how, which is starting and the coffee challenge, which is practicing asking. And then you just ask for 10% off when you buy coffee. And my intent is for you to get rejected. I don't want people to get the discount. And when you get good at these things, which is a skill, again, you just do your reps. You're like, oh my God, literally, uh, I think I was talking to you. Today, I'm, uh, I'm taking my, my girlfriend, she's pregnant. I'm taking her to a spa on Sunday because I've been working so much. So I was like, dude, we're going to go relax. Call it the spa. I don't want to say the spa, but I call it the spa in Austin. And they're like, yeah, it's $550 per person for the spa. And I was like, all right, can I get a discount on that? This is like one of those bougie spas with like cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? She was like so insulted. And I was like, oh, she's like, no, we don't do that. I was like, okay, thanks. So for the moment of, well, honestly, it's not as much discomfort because I'm practicing it still. But the upside is you get a discount potentially, but it's realizing that as you get better at these asks and you're communicating with people, you can start getting customers. You can start getting a business. You get your first video customer. You get your first painting. I'm seeing this lady, Carrie Caulfield. She's hustling like crazy out there. I don't think she has a website. She's got no Shopify. She's got no nothing. Doesn't have social media. Doesn't have all these things. Just a normal person. I think she's in Massachusetts. She's in her hair salon talking to her barber. Hey, I do paintings. Can I put one on the wall? Sure. Then she's asking her friends and family neighbors. That's how businesses start. People thinking it's so much more complicated. That's not the case. It's easier than you, you realize. Now she's selling greeting cards as well. She's selling some greeting cards. She got inspired by McKinsey. She's got paintings on the wall. It's like, oh, and that's how you get started. And you find out by sticking with these things, that is how you will become a millionaire. Now, in terms of business ideas, let's take the creative approach. And most creatives, I think they need to realize, my, one of my favorite books of all time is The Artist's Way, because I never thought I was a creative person. So good. I was speaking to Julia Cameron. Uh, today is Thursday, last Friday. I spoke with Julia for two hours. She's amazing. Oh, she she's a boss. I mean, <laughs> she definitely inspired me because as a business person, I never thought I'm a, I'm not like a Chase Jarvis. You know, you know, you know what the word aperture means. Like I don't, right. I can sell a camera, but I can never take a photo. And the, she inspired me to realize that business is creative too. And I, I think what I would inspire for, what I would inspire creative people is million dollar weekend is your reality that you can create a very successful business for yourself as a creative. And I think there's creatives like, no, I just do the, I just do the film stuff. I don't want to do it. And realizing that that's possible. So in terms of ideas, let me just break it down in, in a, a concrete example. There's a guy named Isaac. And so Isaac does videography. Now, Isaac, you know, if you think about business ideas, a lot of it is reps and practice and not worrying if it's the perfect idea. But getting going and starting is how you're going to get to the great idea. You know, you're not going to learn how to surf sitting on the shore. You'll never be a great cook if you're not in a kitchen. And the same thing goes with starting a business. And so with Isaac, he loves videos and he's been able to get referrals and clients, but he's still doing one off, Right. And so it's like, okay, so what you have to recognize as you're doing these businesses is that are you working in a million dollar opportunity? So if Isaac is doing one video shoot a week for 600 bucks, which is about what he's getting, 600 times four, what, uh, 2,400 times 12, right? So he's making like, let's say ballpark 30K, let's just say 50K a year. 
Okay, cool. Now, I think what creatives need to practice is how do, can they hire or how do they move outside of that? So it's like now the 600. So, and for Isaac is, hey, can I hire someone else to do these gigs? And I just bring marketing, right? That's an interesting one. Or I'm sure like Chase, like how can I move up level? So from 600 to 6,000. Or for Isaac, hey, Noah, you're doing these YouTube videos. I'm just going to always do your YouTube videos. That's interesting. Or, hey, Noah, you're doing the videos. Why don't I also do the editing for you? And so I think you can start, you're starting to see how you're changing it from, okay, I'm a $50,000 business to a million dollar opportunity. But that's by Isaac getting started, building clients, building relationships, practicing, as you said, reps, and then realizing how do I change this into a million dollar opportunity over time? I feel like that's, there's so much wisdom and simultaneously simplicity in that most people think that the there's this and I, I will admit this is sort of frustrating when I hear people like try and shoot down an idea. I'm a big advocate of following something that you have an area of interest in because the simple act of being interested in it or the simple fact of being interested in it will propel you when if it's something you're not interested in, you will likely not. But they'll say they'll they'll judge this on the cover by saying, oh, well, that's not like shooting video. I mean, I will just be very transparent. I remember and my parents were very, very supportive, just to be clear. And I had bailed on a career in professional soccer and dropped out of medical school to become a photographer. And so my dad, being super cool, very supportive, I'm the only child. They're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, but the belief, the picture that my father had in his mind of what a photographer was possible for a photographer is like, you know, okay, cool. Uh, I remember you hired a photographer for your wedding and you paid them you know, 800 bucks. And if they do two shoots a week on Friday and Saturday for the weddings, that's 1600 bucks a weekend. Then you start doing the math and there, the, what does, it does not occur to that person that that is not, that is a, that is a million dollar idea, but it just, it's dressed up differently at the time. And, you know, fast forward later when I was making, you know, a thousand X that, or, many millions of dollars as a photographer it was exactly as you had described you cannot see that from the couch you can't see that from the sideline you have to actually be doing it and this is sort of why i'm piling on to your just get started the sooner you start the more yeah. quickly you start to you start to be able to unpack oh there's there's 10 different ways to charge more money to add more services to have a product instead of a process to like but you can't figure all that out from the sideline <laughs> you can't yeah I, I, you can't i mean the, one of my favorite questions chase is like i, I meet a lot of people and I'm, anytime anyone's tried i'm always like great but i meet a lot of people and i say oh how's your business how much have you made and they're like oh yeah i'm at zero i'm like <laughs> got it and what happens is that and then i tell them to do the dollar challenge just get a buck one buck that's it just one little dollar I'm like oh it's so stupid like you're, you're at zero. So one, you've infinitely grown. <laughs> and two, most people never make a million because they never get their first. And this Jake guy, I don't know if I talk about Jake, but he, he has a day job, three kids. You know, he's, he said this line to me that I've never forgotten. I said, Jake, how come you want to have a business? And he said, I don't want to live a what if life. And that just always stuck with me. That was really powerful. And I think for all of us out there, you know, in a weekend, you can actually do something photographers, videos or even jay there's a guy named jay jay built the studio this is a twenty five thousand dollar studio in my house 
Jay, you don't have to be on camera. You don't even have to be behind the camera. You can help people set up the cameras. Jay used to be our on-screen talent at AppSumo. And then he's like, I want to go do my own thing. Okay, well, what's my skills? Like you talked about, what am I interested? What zone of influence do I have? And now he's setting up four or five figure studios around Austin, Texas, maybe around the world. Maybe we get him a few clients. And so that only because he got started making maybe a few hundred dollars for doing some video shoots for us. Yeah. So what advice do you have? There's all kinds of strategies and tactics. I do want to touch yeah. a little bit on your big fan of email, obviously. Um, there are people who you, you talked really casually, like what's your sphere of influence? What's an area of passion? Like where ought people look? What's the first sort of set of ingredients for the million, million dollar weekend? Where should they have a look person in mind? Yeah. I mean, I, I, th I, I think, I, what, especially for creatives, let's okay. take someone in your audience. Sure. Maybe like a video editor. Do you have video editors? Probably? Sure, sure. A writer, someone who's a copywriter. Let's say that they they copyright for they copy. Well, just I'm trying to make something up here. Let's they copyright for an agency like a mid tier ad agency in a second tier market there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they work for you know a, a mid level ad agency as a copywriter for brands that most of awesome. us have never heard of, and they believe that their writing skills will get them that they have capacity and potential to use their writing skills better and elsewhere. Yeah. I was thinking there's a, a, a guy I've worked with named Alex Lewis and these different people, and by the way, shout out Minneapolis. I know me and Chase are big Minneapolis fans, Timberwolves and good dude. It's a sick city. It's like <laughs> the number, cool. you know, number one biking city in America. I really no. like Seriously? A little, yeah, I was. I went there and went to the Vikings game. I was like, "This place is cool, man." And so, what's interesting for this person at the in, in Minneapolis is really recognizing that, hmm, like uh, this is what people do is they do the opposite of what's easy. <laughs> this person hears someone on YouTube and they're like, "I'm going to do a drop shipping Shopify site where I get things from Alibaba, and then I I put out some ads, and then I'm going to have a million dollars." And then they do this for six months. They spend maybe 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks. And in six months, at least they've tried, which I, I, that I, I admire. But they're like, oh, yeah, it's really hard. I'm like, okay, well, do you know there's an easy way? I'm like, what's the easy way? I was like, well, what are you getting paid for already? What have you gotten paid for in the past? And I think people are surprised with my approaches because they work. <laughs> but they're surprised because they're easy. Yeah. And we're tricked in thinking that it's going to be hard. We're sold. The people teaching you have incentives to sell you more things. And the reality for this person at that agency is then thinking, all right, well, hold on, I'm really good at this. Are there other people out there that I could be helping? Maybe I could already use within my network, my friends. And people say, well, no, you have a bunch of rich friends. Like, I started Intel. What kind of network do you think I have, I have at Intel right out of college? Like, <laughs> there, there's not a network. A, a nerdy one. But, <laughs> yeah, a nerdy, I mean, I think most people I've met from Intel are still kind of at Intel. Right? That was my network. So it wasn't some big advantage. So how do you approach that then? How do you get your first customer? How do you make your first dollar? Now, what's interesting for that person, I would give them a few different approaches. So this is the way I've hired some of my best people. And I'll give you an example. His name is Jay Yang. Go and do the work to show someone. Don't tell someone. That is one of the easiest ways you can get agency work. So Jay Yang saw me on Twitter and he's, he messaged someone to connect with me and he put together a 30-point Google Doc 
showing me why I suck on social media and why my email marketing is trash. Jay Yang just turned 18. <laughs> he lives at home with his parents. I just flew him down here to hang out for the Million Dollar Weekend book launch party. He's, so fast forward, Jay Yang is going to start making more than his teachers uh, in, in a pretty short amount of time. But what Jay did is he didn't say, and I get this literally, I swear, 20 to 30 a day, I get messages. Hey, can I do your Twitter? Hey, can I do your video editing? Hey, can I write your emails? I, I don't know why, how this, there's all these like spam ones now. It's like, hey, I have a three email sequence you should be using. That's like, what? Where's where everyone copying this crap from? But what Jay did is he actually made a presentation showing me all the things specifically I can improve. And now, is there a risk that I wouldn't hire Jay? Yes. Yes. But did he get a learn regardless? Yes. Now, when he sends that to me, I'm like, okay, Jay, I have to pay you to go do these things now. But 99% of other people just send, uh, you know, hey, can I help you out? And I say, no. Now, that's, that's probably a little bit of a distance. I'd say the other way you can approach this is just look at people within your network. Literally go on LinkedIn. So when I was trying to get my first thousand reviews on, on Million Dollar Weekend, I literally just went through Twitter and I went through my LinkedIn and I just looked one by one and DM'd people. And I think you'd be shocked. You will be shocked that you can find someone in there that you're like, actually, this person could do it. And if they don't, if that person says no, by the way, we've already been practicing asking, you can ask them for a referral. And I'll give one last idea of how G, uh, this Minneapolis person can get their a client. You can literally just post on your a WhatsApp group, social media, any of it. Hey, I've always wanted to do photography. I'm looking for one person to take photos this weekend. I'll do it for free even if you don't feel comfortable. Or it's gonna, I'm going to do a special price because it's my first time doing this stuff. And I think if you you're, you'll, might feel a little uncomfortable, but guess what? We've been practicing that. And as you put yourself out there and you actually start doing it, you have a little courage in yourself. You face a little of the fear. That is going to build your confidence. And if no one wants it, and, or they say, hey, I don't want to buy it, you can ask them why. You can learn and find out what they actually will pay for. And those are ways that when you're in this day job, you're not going to get rich overnight, but you'll get rich starting today and you will get rich in a very you know, medium period term, but there's a long cut. The shortcut is starting today and then the long cut is when you stick with it and get rich over a period of time. Again, there's so much power in the start. And I feel like that is what the... To me, the million dollar weekend on the backside, as you articulate the the long game, if you will, is by outlasting your competition by, this is one of the reasons it's important to do something that you like, or at least where there's an area of this guy, the icky guy, you know, interest world needs it. And you're, are, you are good at it. Um, but it really is like the ability to start something. Is it true that that's the hardest part? <laughs> I mean, there's a One great is song, the right? number, they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, most people never make a million because they never make one. Yeah. And I don't think they realize that they can actually do it in a short period of time. And what I've noticed even in myself, like let's take it in myself, that maybe people think, oh, he's got advantages. But this guy, Jake, he had the same idea for 24 months. And he was able to get five paying customers in 48 hours. Just by thinking about what he has to do now, not building a landing page or Squarespace or filling, needing a portfolio or building up his YouTube channel to finally hopefully getting a customer, but by following some of the validation methods and the specific scripts in Million Dollar Weekend, he had five paying customers. And Jake is going to make five, I think it's around 4,000, he's doing a golf trips. He, that was his, he was, I don't know anything about golf, but he's doing golf trips for friends and fathers 
and he's, I think he's selling it for, uh, it's like three or four K. I think he sold $15,000 worth. And in August, he's having a golf trip. And that's exactly how it starts. What's this, this is a line in here that I've got marked. I think you and I know it because uh, we've been in this world for a while, but I think it may be novel to somebody. What I'm saying here is that your job is not to create demand for something that seems exciting. <laughs> it's to find existing demand and satisfy it. Hmm. Page six, yeah. nine. Yeah, no, I, I, I read my own book. I think we, you know, if you're a photographer or videographer or writer, it's a, it's not a bad thing to like what you've worked on. And a lot of times people are feel like they're, they're supposed to be ashamed or they can't say I'm proud of myself. And that's something I've worked on. This book helped me by working literally with thousands of people, helping them in their businesses. I feel proud of what I've put together and that I can help other people too. And that line, yeah, it's, it's a line that it, most people, people are, are they, they, the belief is that I have this idea and I have to go drum up excitement and demand for scene, for something. And why explain to us why that reverse engineering that actually understanding that there is demand for something and satisfying that demand is actually saw, what we're doing here. Yeah. Let me, I'll, I'll, I'm going to read off a question someone sent me earlier today. It said, what marketing advice do you have for someone who feels like they're screaming into the void? How does one get a lucky break in social media promotion that finally gets the ball rolling? And I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not faulting this person, but he's actually building something. And I, that again, I'm, if you're at least taking a chance on yourself, if at least getting started, you will get yeah. there. Yeah. And so I, what I said and to he him, he's not afraid to ask. He's not afraid to ask. He's practicing that he, part of your program. He put himself out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so I, I said, great on you for building something. You get lucky with more swings. And it was, and fortunately in business, it only requires one lucky swing to work. So you just keep swinging. Now, screaming into the void generally, generally reflects lack of product market fit. And product market fit, I think, is a generic term that people use is people don't want what you're offering. <laughs> and that's great because that means you can find something that people want and that they'd be excited. That's what this whole quote is about. And that I've done businesses. I, I try to, you know, Clavio, that like email product for e-commerce stores. Indeed. I created a, a competitor to it, which was an automatic Clavio, which I knew was going to work. I knew it. We spent six months, million dollars in software and salaries. And I went out to friends. I have lots of friends in e-commerce. I begged, begged, knee pads on the floor, begging. And these people would not use my product. High switching cost. High switching cost. And I could have easily done service as a software, run their emails for them on Klaviyo, got paid for that, and then said, hey, I want to build this other product. Do you, you, I'm noticing some opportunities. They could either say no or yes, which is great. But I'm not trying to change their behavior. So at the size of different businesses, the thing I was recommending for, for this person and recommend for everyone is number one, focus less on trying to do more things and just try to focus more on your customers and what's the problem they're having, the behavior. And if you can really get them excited to scream at you to take your money, to take their money, you want people screaming, yes, please pay me. Now, the other thing I was saying for, for this person is that when you're getting rejection, that's just part of the process too. 
that's part of it. It's fun. It's, it's and you practice it and you're like, oh, this they didn't want it. Okay, let me learn about that. Now I've built so many things people don't use or didn't want, but I've learned each time. And how do you know if someone wants it? They're paying you. And I I think the easiest thing you can do in, in this existence to make this easier for yourself is just talk to people. And I think it, the appeal of like, I posted a YouTube video and I've got a bunch of clients and MTV or I guess that's not cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to have a cool brand. I'm, I'm in like maternity clothes world, like bump suit, which is mom clothes. Mom suit, bump suit wants me to shoot their videos now. It's like, it doesn't work that way. You don't build a fire with a log. You build it with small twigs and you build it up. I'm, a, I'm an Eagle Scout. Shout out to my, my troops out there. And... <laughs> But, you know, for this kind of person and these things, it's finding things that you, and I, I fully agree with you. I've done, I'll just be candid. I've done so many fad ch business chasing opportunities, which I think are fine for practice and reps. But every time it got hard, like my company literally got sued by our competitor and banned by Facebook on the same day. And I was happy. Wow. Yeah. We were doing $150,000 a day in revenue. This was a called gambit and it was payments for facebook games and i was just happy i was like thank god i don't have to do that anymore <laughs> so now with AppSumo or this book million dollar weekend i'm excited i've seen it work i know it works and i was i was definitely insecure when i started it but i'm not now because i'm i'm doing i've literally done it with so many people again and again and again i think especially as a creative it's like all right i took a photo and i took another photo and i took another photo and i took another photo and another and another and another and eventually like I am really good at taking these photos. And uh, you know, what, what people will do is they'll stop themselves before they ever start. Like, well, I don't always want to be taking photos for the rest of my life. Great. You don't, you can now pay other people to take those photos. And I think people don't like, Oh yeah, I guess I could. It's like, yes, you can, but you have to start today so you can get to that place and don't be that person that's, you know, 40 years old and is blaming others that for where they are. You can change it 40. You can change it 20. And I, I'm very grateful that I did it at, started at 20 and tried so many times to finally at 30, get AppSumo going. And even to be clear, I, I didn't get really, like really rich off AppSumo in for first seven years. Yeah. That's why, you know, in, in the book and in general, what I, I try to do is how do you, I use the law of 100, which is something I, I found for myself is just how to not quit too soon. So for photos, do a hundred photos, try to get a hundred customers, do a hundred posts on social media, do a hundred days of it. And what I'm encouraging people is think about, give yourself if you find something that works, which is one of the hardest things and best things in business, find a way that you can at least do it a hundred times so that if you're going to quit it, at least you have enough information to make that decision. Because for me with AppSumo, yeah, I did have to stick with it for a very long time to, for it to work. And at the same time, I fucking, uh, I don't know if I can swear, I, I freaking <laughs> love it. <laughs> you can my mom, my girlfriend's like, you're, you're better than this, Noah. And it's, it's, you know, I literally, my job is to go and talk and promote things how awesome is that? And look, if your jobs take photos of people or your job, like Isaac, he's actually a videographer I work with for their YouTube channel. He's like, dude, I've never left the country until I worked with you. He's like, I've barely been on a plane until I started working with you. And he's like, I love my job. And I was like, I love working with you too. And that's available. And I think there's, there's definitely people believing that that's not possible for them. And it is. What about the person who... And I do think this is a, there's a large swath of the population. We've articulated, you know, how to find things that you like, but what about the person who is, you know, this is one of the most popular complaints or, or, or gaps, at least in the creative industries 
I want to do the craft, but I don't like the business part. Mm. What's a, so I've always been on the other side where I like always, I'm so fascinated with people who take photos or the people who can write really well. Like I'm, I'm a pretty good, I'm more of a promoter, right? I, I do like writing these things and I've gotten more from Julie Cameron feeling good about myself that I can take photos. We can all have to do it. I think, you know, from that process, it's realizing that you can, it's not exclusive, but what do you think they're actually avoiding or, or what is it? What, how are they benefiting themselves by saying that? Like, what are they doing? What's I think the there's two, there's, there's two things. One is some sort of a belief that one is more virtuous than the other, that the craft of, you know, creating art. And I'm just using this. We can even, we, we can just anything. We can, it can be photography. You've used photo, video, writing, um, it can be, it can truly be anything, but we'll use those that they, they, there's somehow a belief that, and this is usually, it's a not fact based opinion based belief that the artistic craft is somehow more virtuous than the ability to earn money or the flip side is true, which earning money mm. is, is crass and, um, and, I don't want to have to be concerned with that. I just want to do the thing that I'm good at. And I want to outsource all this other stuff to other people. Those are sort of really popular <clears throat> hurdles. I mean, are there millionaire painters? Oh, yeah. Are there millionaire photographers? Lots of them. Are there millionaire writers? Yep, you're talking so, to a couple. Out <laughs> <laughs> of boy, bang bang. So I, I like to think of Damien Hirst sometimes when I hear about creatives. I personally don't care for his art, same as Andy Warhol. I think they're for me, not my taste. I'm a Dolly guy. Now, what I do think though is that they are actually the best business operators of art I've ever seen. And there's so many amazing artists. That if they can find someone else to do it, which is great, or recognize that some of art is also finding people to see your art and the beauty in that experience as well. And it's not the, what's crazy is literally not the best artists make the most money, which not, that shouldn't be the only goal, but it's almost a service and what a beauty to that you can put yourself out there. And not even the best, have, you don't have to be the best to win. I think about it as well with cycling. I'm a huge cyclist. And, you know, I think traditionally people are like, well, I have to cycle and win tournaments and these people they don't make i, I met a, I interviewed a guy who was in the tour de france i think he makes like one hundred fifty thousand, which is still pretty good money for biking but then you could actually just make videos on youtube about cycling like this guy burn peaks his name's seth i think he makes a million dollars a year just making videos about the cycling you don't even have to win the championships <laughs> and so my whole point on all these things is that the there is a lot of value of thinking about how whatever realm you want to be in how do you then find support either yourself or another person to make it happen you know i, I think one of the best phrases that i've heard this year is uh, you don't want to trade your nine to five for a five to nine and what i mean by that is if you love your craft don't give it up that's the whole beauty don't do it so you can spend your whole day in zoom meetings <laughs> i was gonna say like kind of like me which i've reduced and that's the cool part of being an entrepreneur you can change it but you do need to realize that your art to be seen and to be valued, which you don't even have to be the best at it. It's about the business and the promotion of it. So what are your options? I think business a lot of times is common sense. I know there's probably a little bit like, I like it. I've always loved business. I've always liked money. All these things like I'm, I'm, I'm experienced with it. That's just really time and reps. I like it. And I think more people 
can have confidence that they can do it. And I think Million Dollar Weekend and practicing it, people can do it more themselves. As well, you can find someone who's just really likes your art and wants to handle those operations. But I think it's a disservice to your craft not to be mindful of it. Like I was thinking about this artist in my living room. His name is Gwen out of Austin. And this is a perfect example. I bought that painting. How much was this painting? It was like 10K. 10K. And someone was like, oh, I could have had my kid made that painting for you. Because <laughs> it kind of looks like one of these like, you know, um, Pollock ones. But I, sure. I love it. I'm like, I love looking at it. I'm so happy. And I got to chat with him. It's like, dude, how'd you get started? He's like, I just asked my friends to buy my paintings. And then one day, a few months in, someone said, hey, my other friend saw your painting at my place. He wants to buy it too. And now he's selling. I don't know, I don't know if he's doing a million a year. I haven't chatted with him a little bit, but I bought a 10K painting from him. And that's because he was mindful. That's not just the art, right? Like you need people to see and appreciate it, ideally yeah. with money, to be able to um, have your art be your career. You don't, I think the whole starving artist thing is, it's dead. It's trash, man. It's so toxic. It, it is. It's, well, it's, it's, a, it's basically putting a label on yourself that you have to limit what you do. And that's I think one of I the reasons. Full. Oh, yeah. keep going. Sorry, I interrupted you there, buddy. Yeah. You would be a fool. No, no, no. I was going to say like, you know, what's the opposite of starving? Like, I don't know if you'd want to be like the, the obese artist, I don't know, or the, uh, the full artist, <laughs> but I think that you can be a really content artist and it doesn't mean you have to be a millionaire. I think that's overrated, but you can live an amazing life painting all over the world or writing all over the world or however you want it with this craft. And as just, as you said early on, you know, a lot of millionaire people. Like, I'd be curious to, to tap on that just for a second to go deeper because you're, you're sure. in that world. Sure. What's the difference you're seeing from someone who's at the millionaire level in a creative space versus someone who's still at the thousand level or the zero level? Two things. It's pretty basic, man. One is the person who you are talking to about buying your services or your products. The person who's sitting across the table from you. And then two is the belief that what you're doing is worth that much. That's it. So this is why the $500 client, for anyone who's listening out there, will never become your $5,000 client because they have in their mind that the work that you do is worth $500. So the solution to your problem is talk to a different person. It is not spend six months holding that person's hand, hoping that the $500 that they spent last year is going to turn into 5,000 because that my friend is a fool's errand. So your job then becomes to sit across from people who think that your photography is worth $5,000 and who regularly write $5,000 checks for photography. It's way easier. It's way easier. And then the other thing that you have to do is the belief in yourself that I have the ability to a make you know, create photos in this sense that someone who does spend 5000 or $50,000 or $500,000 on photographs would look at my work and agree. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's basic. No, tell me the secret though. That I, I know. And I think that's where people sure. want to believe there's a secret so they can avoid starting. The secret is finding people who are like, it's literally the difference between someone's going to pay Let's just be, uh, I'm going to, let's see, let's see you're a wedding photographer. The person who's going to pay 5,000 versus 25,000 for your services. What is the difference? Let's just say you've shot 20 weddings. You've got a lot of experience and you can show some really good work in your portfolio. 
if I ask you what the difference is, it's very easy to understand that it's just someone who is sitting across from you as you're showing them your portfolio, who either doesn't mm-hmm. know or doesn't care and they like you and or your work, right? And I, I prefer that. I prefer to find people who are for whom that is not a make or break. It's sort of like that client, right? The the, the person that is paying a lot of money, like your most expensive client is going to say, yeah, cool. Thanks. I got your, I got the services or I, I got the final drop ship of the thing. It looks great that, you know, the $50,000 checks in the mail versus the person that's spending $50 is like, did, well, I need to approve to, you know, the, I need to see your product in a market and then make sure it works. And then, you know, all those other trappings that go along. So, you know, I truly believe that that And for me, you don't get to A, understand that and B, find those people until you start being rejected or putting yourself out there or getting good at asking. This is why, again, I'm not going to, I don't want to be a weirdo here, but I have to highly endorse your book because what it does is it takes all of these typical mindset traps and you, 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 you throw them out pretty quickly, pretty efficiently in your book, you know, which is what I love. Honestly, yeah. it's like, it's, it's like you've said well, that with and the love, starting and you give people a dollar yeah. for God's sakes. I give them the buck, hit me up on Venmo or PayPal at okdork.com. I, I like this idea about belief in yourself too, believing that you can get paid for it. Right. Cause that'll, that might hold you back from ever getting started. And the idea, you know, this, this guy Gwen, just like, he got started. He had, I think his mom was his first customer. There you go. And people are like, well, it can't be that. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. How do you get, and how do you develop that confidence though? You have to actually get reps. You have to, you have to believe enough in your work. You either have never done anything and you put something on paper and you're so arrogant that you think that can work. And then you are willing to try it in the marketplace and then you get slapped down. You're like, okay, cool. My work's not good enough or I'm not talking to the right person. Those are the two things. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. I also, I would, I would, I would add a bonus where, especially what I've noticed from creatives in different areas, maybe two, a few different suggestions is one, how do you find consistent work? Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something to be mindful of, which is if you're doing certain things like weddings, like how are you finding consistent weddings? I think one of the ideas I got excited about is we're having a baby. I'm like, holy crap. If you're a photographer, you could literally make money off me for 18 years. kids and pets kids and pets man (laughs) is this like a yeah i was just like so think about in you know youtubers right so but you have to get started doing these things and then noticing like oh when i'm doing writing for this newsletter that has a paid newsletter and i'm writing for them they're getting paid so it's easy for them to pay me all the time if i'm doing the baby or pets or whatever that is you know company headshots whenever people have new companies things like that you can start finding uh you know one repeatable business also which people want to pay more I like companies have money, easier to get them to pay certain types of, you know, weddings. Like people pay 10 X just cause it's a wedding. To go to my personal uh, analogy, if you were, if, if you were going to make money as a headshot photographer, would you be more likely to succeed at making money? If you took the headshots for a lemonade stand or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a tech firm like Again, I may, I, I'm jesting because it's, I think it's funny, but all you're doing is refining that thinking. Like, who is the person that's sitting across from me? Who am I seeking as a customer? And are they, you know, low, medium, or high on the viability scale? Which takes me to another point that I also had 
um, marked in the book, which is around validating ideas. I'm talking about validating the person who's sitting across from you, right? That this person, mm. are they qualified? Are they qualified? Are they potentially a good customer? Yes or no. And again, you learn these, the attributes of a good customer through being in business. So go back to Noah's point, first point, which is you have to start, you have to actually start taking action in order to learn these things. But you have a process here in the book and, you know, frankly speaking, I think you maybe did, this is part of what you did your class on and in your creative live segment yeah. was around validating business ideas. There's right now someone who's, you know, on the jogging path or sitting in traffic, listening to this right now, they have an idea and they want to validate it and they're coming to you for, for, uh, guidance. What do you tell them? Yeah, I would, what I'd encourage people to, to think about is come back to the now, not how. So if you're, if you're driving, be safe. Or if you're <laughs> jogging, you can, you can pause. Or if you're at the gym, you can, you can, you can do, I think people are like, holy crap, it can work. And I'm like, I know it works. You could literally text someone, Hey, I've been working on this art. I'm looking for my first customer. Would you be my first customer today? You can do that right now. You could post, go to your Facebooks. I don't know. Facebook's, I don't know if people use it anymore. I don't know. Go either. to wherever you, you <laughs> LinkedIn, <laughs> Twitter, your, you know, church, Facebook group, whatever, and post. Hey, I have a cookie business and I've seen someone do this. Jennifer, she's a yeah, I saw teacher. The, I saw there's a picture in here. Jennifer, she's like pictures and she, she did it through Facebook if I remember, right? Is that right? She did. She just posted yeah. on her Facebook. Hey, and hey, I make cookies. Everyone likes them. Is anyone interested in them? You could do that literally right now. You could, you could call someone, you could pause this podcast, make a call and call someone right now to be their first customer. And what people do though, Chase, and, and this is the crazy part. They're like, why are you talking about this basic stuff? I'm like, this is this basic stuff that runs an $80 million business. This is what leads you to that spot. And you can get it started with the same, my same $12 sale, your same potentially, like what was your first photography gig paid ever? You remember? $500 and a pair of skis. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that's it's cool. True. I, took, that's yeah, cool. I took a picture of uh, a friend of mine had access to, or the place I worked had access to skis that weren't out yet. And I photographed someone who was very good and had a relationship with that company skiing on those skis. And they paid me I, to license the image, 500 cash and a pair of those said skis. I will tell you, nothing builds conf confidence like validation. Nothing builds confidence like validation. And validation is what I recommend is trying to find three customers within 48 hours. And so another example, you can do it pre-selling. And most things actually, people think they're like, holy crap, this is like a mind-blowing moment that people can do right now. Most things you you buy are pre-bought. Like, what the hell are you talking about? When you bought something on Amazon, did it exist when you bought it? Yeah, yeah. Did it? When you've ordered something on Uber Eats, did it come from a restaurant or did it come from a ghost kitchen? But I don't know. Oh, so if I go to people and say, hey, here's an example of something or here's what I think I'm going to make, would you pre-order it? It's exact same thing. And then if they want it, great, now go make it. Or if you already have examples of your art, great, even easier. But you can pre-sell these things as a form of validation. Now, another form of validation, especially for creatives, and I, this has been so interesting to see, is using marketplaces. So I think Etsy now is, it's like spam from like China stuff is what it seems like to me. It's like all this like ch like crappy stuff. So I don't, I don't know how people can differentiate. I, I haven't, I've never sold stuff on Etsy. But I saw someone who has a day job as a nurse that just liked painting, was just really happy to paint and was not actually even trying to create a business. And I think that's a big misconception, Chase, where they're, well, I want to be, I don't want to be a millionaire. Great. Be a thousandaire. Make grocery money. Be able to enjoy your creative fruits and benefit other people by it. 
And so she would post paintings on Facebook Marketplace for a hundred bucks. And it was selling. And she's not trying to create a Shopify site, doesn't even have a site, doesn't have a domain, doesn't have an LLC, doesn't have even social media about this stuff. But just posting it there. And guess what? When you sell it to one of those people, maybe they'll want another one. Maybe they'll tell their friend. And that's another form of validation where, especially if you're probably more introverted, it's a little bit easier where you don't have to get rejected, you don't have to talk to people, but it's also more passive. So you're waiting on the results. Um, those are probably the, the best two, I would say, for, for creatives that they can do today. That's the craziest part about all this stuff. Yeah. You know, I, the, I did my own business as an ex- No, yeah. keep going. Sorry. No, no. I did my own business proving this. The best way to, 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 to sell, I guess, something is to show. And so it was interesting. I did a, my own million dollar weekend. The video is coming out this week. And I couldn't, I didn't even have time to build a website. <laughs> I didn't have time. And it's a software business. I didn't have time to even get a domain. I still don't have a domain. But I sold $3,000 worth, not posting on my social media, which you, you can do, not posting on my email list, but just by looking at people who've emailed me in the past five years. And it was a, it was a specific uh, people who emailed me DocuSigns. I just followed up with, I just called them. I literally, anybody who emailed me a DocuSign. Now people are like, well, yeah, you, you use people in your network. And I'm like, yeah, do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you too. And yeah, I have a big, you know, I do have a, a notable following that I could have made this really easy to start. And guess what? Use that too, if you have it. I wanted to make it harder on myself to show that, you know, it's not, it's not an exclusive club. It's available worldwide, wherever effort is sold. One of the, uh, another key attribute of this process of just like getting the first sale, um, I can personally validate that because once you get that sale, even if it's small or in this case, $500 in a pair of skis, or there's n number of better examples in the book, I was able to, with my second sale say, Oh, cool. You know, what are their work have you done? Well, I just, you know, my last example was this very notable ski company who was more than happy. You know, I just, you know, I'm, the featured image for their campaign for this coming winter whatever. And you, and, and there's like, this is to your point about this validation point. The, I knew the person they were in my network, the person I photographed on the skis and the person who gave me access to the skis and the person who gave me access to the skis knew the person who could write the check for the skis. So I think this idea of starting really small, the fire example that you gave is, you know, it, it, I personally experienced exactly that. And then sales two, three, and four came from sales one, two, and three. <laughs> That's good. And, and this is everywhere. Another example is our, we had a pet that passed away. This is maybe four years, five years ago. One of a, an amazing gift that I got was a friend of mine gave a friend of his who is an artist a picture of said pet. They painted a picture that looked like that picture. And my friend gifted me a painting of my critter that had passed. I was like, and it, it was beautiful. It doesn't have to be beautiful because it's your freaking pet that just died. And since this time I have every single time I have a friend who has pet has passed away. I have hired the person who I bought a picture from 
And so through zero marketing, this woman has a business where she paints pictures of their pets after they have passed. And she, you, you have to get in line for this business. And it is, I mean, again, I, if you are a painter, this is how easy it can be. And this is the thing that struck me about your book is, and I have fallen prey to this many times, even as a doer, like I make a laundry list of shit I have to do. And that laundry list is what keeps me from doing the thing. And so I would ask you as you're listening to the show right now, I know through my heart of hearts that what Noah is saying is true, but will you admit it to yourself that what's keeping you from doing the thing that is going to unlock this next chapter of your life? Is it real or can you take some of this advice that we've been talking through today, you know, go in over around through that barrier and be on your way to a million dollars, your first million, I'll call it. <laughs> that Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's available. I think the other... The thing I wonder, I wonder who's the person, because there's going to be one person that listens to the show today that's going to change their life. And the, everyone can just decide, is that going to be me? Mm. Yeah, I, I was thinking other, just giving more people more ideas. If you want to do photos, like I think Chase, one of the things what you're saying, which I thought was really well said, was just get rich customers. <laughs> like people that have money. And so how do you find people that have money? You know, if, for instance, people see that I have a million dollar weekend coming out, or maybe I've put out some videos on CNBC with uh, my, my salary. So for instance, if I wanted to work with me, I would go, and this is an example you can do in other ways. I would go get million dollar weekend, the book, and then maybe do crazy photos for it. And then I would send it to Noah and I'd be like, damn, that's really good. Like I might need, I need either probably pay you for them. I ultimately would, could potentially pay, or I could be like, oh, how about you help me do these other photos? Or I'm doing speaking meetups. We're doing like a book reading tomorrow. You think you can come to that? And that's just such a unique way because most people are just like, hey, does anyone need photos, right? Which is fine. You can do that in your network, but these are other ways that uh, I've, I've seen it work. Like the guy I hired for my Instagram, Jeremy, who is now making six figures, he literally emailed me different Instagram options that he said, you should post these because you're suck. This is like four or five years ago. And then he did it for free for two weeks. And then he ended up, I was like, I have to hire you. And I think people, this free to paid thing where one, even if they don't hire you, you at least get reps in and practice in. 52 chances <laughs> this year, right? <laughs> 52 chances to make a million bucks. 52 weekends. So this is the, the conclusion of the book. The picture of you in India, by the way, is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> You've you talk a lot about, you know, we were referencing earlier, um, James Clear's book, The Atomic Habits, but there is a routine, a rhythm, there's some systems to what we're talking about here. So talk to us about, you know, how you've developed these, have you, you've discovered them, yeah. honed them, um, sharpened them. Because this is, yeah. it is a process, right? The goal is to get started and over time improve your process in the same way that you, you know, you started lifting weights and then you get stronger over time. You develop, you know, better ways of, you know, lifting yeah. and you get stronger at all, all of those things. So give us a little <laughs> bit of backstory on, are there specific things that you preach with yeah. respect to processes, habits, routines, etc.? Yeah. Now there's so much more million dollar weekend details. 
about like how to do the asks, how to get better at starting. And there's and scripts, uh, there's challenges in every chapter. It's, like there's, it's very, very rich. Yeah, it's very rich. It, it's going to give you literally step by step so that you can do it for yourself. Now, most people are interested in, they, they get excited. You know, it's not called how to get your first dollar, which is actually the original name of it. But then no one's really excited to make a dollar. They're excited to make a million. And I would say the same thing applies with my processes and how I, I operate. But really, people need to focus on themselves and what works for them. And so I'll give a few kind of high-level habits and processes that are universal that I think are really, really effective. So <laughs> number one, get, get a good night's sleep. Just start getting good night's sleeps. Don't drink as much at night if you don't drink even better. And just have good night's sleeps. Figure out how to have a nice bed. Because like the foundation of all day is sleep. That's what I've noticed. It's like that, that one is just like, that's such like a power move. Because I can teach you my calendaring. I could show you how we run half a million dollars in ads. I can show you how we do only two YouTube videos a month. And we've gotten a million subs in the past, two, give or take two years. But if you're tired all day. <laughs> or you maybe foundational stuff is tough. Oh, that's rough. The other thing I'd say is try to brush your teeth twice a day. I think uh, what I've noticed with stuff like that, brushing your teeth twice a day, making your bed, showing up to things on time is how do you build more trust in yourself? How do you feel confident when you look up someone and you're like, it's $500 for these photos? Like you couldn't probably pay me now to come keynote a conference. Like I got, now the book's out, people are like, hey, you want to have I'm like, I just, it's, it's literally, I don't want to, I only spend time with my girlfriend. Like girlfriend and friends in Austin, that's it. But you know, maybe years ago, I'd be like 5,000 bucks, oh my God. People pay me like $10,000 to go to FinCon and speak. I could not believe it. It's like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> it's me you're talking about. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is crazy. But it's building up that confidence through foundational things that are fully in your control so that you do things that build up your trust and that you'll fall through with what you say. Be on time, brush your teeth, make your bed, go to sleep. Now, in terms of habits, I would say that what I've noticed, if you could only break it into a few different pieces, number one, in the thing you're doing, have a very clear goal and timeline. Like, just know where the hell you're trying to go. And to be clear, it could be really, it doesn't have to be 10x crazy, you know, some fake guru on YouTube convincing you it has to be some big number. No. Sell one painting this year. <laughs> hell yeah. You know what? Next year, you can do two. And then that compounds over time. So, but be clear on where your destination is. A good way we talked about it earlier to get to your destination is, you know, think about if I had to work backwards from the end of the year. And I do this every year. Where do I want to end up at the end of the year? And just write a cool story. Be creative. Write a funny story about yourself. And then think about, okay, which of these parts do I actually really want to do? Like I, I wanted to be on Joe Rogan a few years ago. And then I was like, I don't really care to be on Joe Rogan. I think that's just my ego wants to be on Joe Rogan. What I really want to do is like go on a bike ride. What I really want to do is have my book out. What I really want to do is take my girlfriend to Tokyo. I was like, that sounds insane. I can't, insane. I don't know, insane. I'm making up words. Somewhere between so insane say, and unsafe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm insane out here, Chase. Watch it. Michael, start another business tonight. And um, have have some dream. You know, I think you you talked about the belief in yourself. It's really having a belief where you can be. Think about a clear goal that you're excited about for this year. And again, I wouldn't even set that ambitious of a goal. Set a goal that's sustainable. And and this is the part that's a, a lot of the best advice is the, the most simple. But think about what's been working for you to have success in your business and how do you do that on a consistent basis? So let me give specific examples of that. If for you to get art into customers' hands, you post on your LinkedIn once a week or you post on your Instagram once a week, do not stop doing that. 
if getting writing customers or expanding your writing business is because you've been writing your weekly newsletter, keep writing a weekly newsletter. Most people stop being successful because they stop doing the things that got them success. Mm. And so the thing we always think about is absolutely the best way to grow your business is just to do more what works. And that is the most obvious advice you can ever hear because i don't think anyone would be like you know i'm gonna do what's not working you'd be surprised though you'd be, you'd be shocked really everyone, surprised at how you spend your time right I, and i i'm dude i i'm i don't i'm definitely guilty of that myself and every time business plateaus every time i'm frustrated every time it's not working the way i want i'm just like well, what did i used to do oh i used to just like make the videos and we'd post a video and we'd do this thing Okay, are you doing that anymore? Not really. Go and do that. And that is almost true. I've seen it work in literally every business. I just ask them, what'd you used to do? How'd you get people asked me today? Uh, I don't know what his name was. He said, Oh, I have um a few customers. How do I get my next customers? I liked your one, two, three. He's like, How do I get two, three, four? I was like, Well, how did you get one, two, three? Okay, do that again. Well, what about how do I get four, five, six? Well, you just do it again. <laughs> What about after that? You do it again. And I don't think people realize that they have a lot more meat on the bone of what's been working. And one of the ways you can do it in business is, you know, just write out your dream 10 customers. Who are the 10 people that you'd love to have buy your creative work? Great. Now you have a very clear list. And so those are different habits. I would say it's like think about the foundations of life. Mm-hmm. You know, another foundational habit process is have better people around you. There's this whole crappy quote, from your average of the five people. It's like, dude, all five of them suck. It's going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it turns out it's say, actually worse. They did the science of this. And the science is actually that you are actually the, I think you are at the mean of the lowest person in your peer group. <laughs> I, I would say in terms of habits, then what, what I've, what's been transformational besides therapy, which I still go to in coaches, is one, figure out how to keep working on liking yourself more. Like when the, it's so crazy, Chase, man, I wanted to be famous and rich in my twenties so bad to prove Mark and Facebook that they made a mistake. And then now I have more attention than I want and more money than I want. And I want that, those things less, not necessarily just the money per se, but like this external con- confirmation of that I'm a good person. And so I would say for everyone out there, that's, that's available and that's possible. And it's a day by day process of like, how do I have more positive self-talk? So I'd say that's, an, that's one. Secondly, in terms of the people around you, as you like yourself more, is your partner someone that makes you great? And I've been with some partners that were what, you know, coming back to asking, I was getting what I was getting, not getting what I wanted. Because I was like, okay, this is what I can get. I never asked what I wanted and then went and asked that person to be with me. And so now it's such a life upgrade to be with a great partner. Mm. Like it's a 10 out of 10 life upgrade. And I highly recommend it. And then lastly, I would say like, who are you around? Like most of my friends are just really interesting people. I didn't care about their money. I just cared if they were curious doing things that they're excited about. Like my buddy, Tynan.com. This guy's so positive. Like he kind of, he came over, he flew. I was feeling depressed last year because we were having some stuff going on. And he goes, Noah, zoom out of your life. Because I was real sad. And he goes, if you zoom out, your life is 99% awesome. This 1% is a little annoying. Just this tiny 1%, but 90% so cool, man. And like you, you think you suck and you're here and you need to get here to be good. That's actually not that far away for you which is true for everyone. And then you start thinking about who else is in my life is my guardian angels is what I call them. And there's a lot of them out there for all of us. That, this has been crazy about Million Dollar Weekend. It made me realize, one, how many people I've helped over years. And I didn't realize 
I just liked helping. I liked promoting. I liked talking about others. But it was also kind of crazy just how many people are out there wanting us to succeed. And it doesn't I'm have big, to be a lot. I'm big time in your, yeah, I'm big time in your corner, man. I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. Thank you. It's like, as I said before we started recording, I'm like, when I saw you were working on a book, it made me so happy because I'd have thought that you would have been one of the guys that had a book 10 years ago. So I've been sort of somehow quietly, my psychology has been waiting for you to come out so that, you know, can rally around it. It's true with everyone. I mean, I like there, there is a, there, I think it's like so regard, true. Yeah. Regardless like of the size of your we, community, right? Yeah. There's all greatness inside of us. There really is greatness in all of us. It's not about, you know, fulfilling your potential is really about thinking what's the hard thing I'm avoiding. And it doesn't have to be like jumping off a building or doing David Goggins a thousand miles. Right. It could be like, I'm going to post my photo online on Instagram today. And that made me feel a little uncomfortable. Or this woman that's in, um, dude, this is so cool. I think her name, I mean, I'm going to look it up, but I was just like so proud of her. She, um, what is her name? Her name is Lauren. And she's like, I always wanted to have an accountability group to help other people. And so I, I was really scared. And I, I put the courage to, to put out there that I'd like to help people. And she's like, I got 11 signups. I don't know her social media. I don't know anything. Like she's not a big following and that's possible for everyone. And I think that's, you know, what, what to me, million dollar weekend. Yes. It's all, it's mindset and tactics around changing your life in a very short amount of time. But really what it, what it is, is realizing how much more you're actually capable of and what you can actually do in this existence. I know it's done for me personally. I felt a lot of insecurity as I got into it and how I came out of it. And I'm seeing, I see Lauren and Lucas and Tony and different people who've gone through a million dollar weekend. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, there's also, I'm going to wrap up our conversation with one point in particular. I mean, the accountability stuff, I will go back just to just a, a quick recap. The book is excellent. There's, it's very tactical. There are challenges that you can do to get you comfortable with a lot of things that we've been talking about. And it's funny, you pose the idea as it's ma it's a major concept about finding new customers. And then the challenge is so small. It's the, it's so, the bar is so low that you could trip over it. <laughs> And, but that is, you know, just like that, getting a dollar, right. That, and you, you make that point over and over in the book and it's just very delightful and it disarms even the most guarded of people. So thank you for that. And as if you're listening or watching, this is, this is a, a very strong attribute of the book is that it actually gets you activated. Um, there are, there's a lot of process involved here that is very um, guides and scripts and whatnot. And yet the thing that, that the, my largest folded over dog ear is Ooh. this, the it's at the end of the book, it's toward the end, not quite there, but the challenge of your business and your life is to design a system that optimizes for happiness. And that's on 182. And mm. Part of me that as I was, you know, reading and having known you for more than a decade and as I think about the people who listen and watch the show, you know, I've been advocating, you know, I've been identified as a creator and advocating as a creator for a long time. And also the desire to be, to be joyful, to be light, to be playful, happy, like these are, have all been objectives. And I think that's part of what gets me excited for people who pick up the book or I guess the thing that's hiding in plain sight is that that's what 
creating stuff and, or in this case, businesses can do. Like you really, you really can create, you, you are in charge of creating your own happiness. And these are vectors, what you've packaged in the book here are vectors to do that. So this is a personal like hat tip to you, my good man. Um, Thank you. The happiness part is real. I've seen, you know, it's really fun to see you guys having a little one and to see you so happy. And I mean, when we're in book launch week and I mean, you look as good as any book launch author I've seen. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. must be still getting it. I mean, you it's, said you got up before the other morning. That's earlier than I like to get up. No, I was excited, man. I'm excited. I, you know, I was telling my girlfriend, my work-life balance is I'm working because it's my balance and I'm loving it. And I get off at, you know, right now, 630 and go take care of her. And I think, you know, come back full circle. I, it was, this is my baby, my book baby, my paper baby, as we call it. I was birthed this week and I'm excited for it to grow up and help other people. And I, I would say that we, yeah, coming back to just even creatives, like we found that something people wanted. And then I started preparing to, to tell people about it almost a year ago. So, you know, we did a lot of the work and now our book baby is going to go out there and, and do its job at, you know, helping people change their own lives. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more stories. Like that's the part that excites me. People posting on Instagram or Twitter yeah. or wherever online or email me, you know, at milliondollarweekend.com. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious how people are going to recognize what they can do in this world. Thanks for being a guest on the show, but I appreciate you. Congratulations. It's a big deal. Let's support Noah. Y'all, this is a fantastic book. And, uh, from, what is there a place you want to steer people? Other, I mean, you've set, you've highlighted a couple of times. You've said it pretty quack, no, quick. No, we got that come. Is there anybody, I, anywhere I, else you yeah, want? I mean, you, you got you're on Insta. You said you got a million subs on yeah. on uh, YouTube. You can YouTube. go to just look go to million dollar weekend dot million dollar weekend dot com. <laughs> you can also grab the Audible version where you can hear my voice. He did his own stunts, folks. That's right. He did his own Does stunts, his, dude. It's a lot. Doing an audiobook, it's shout out, dude! Shout out, that is tough, man. I was, I, I was in the studio for thirty-seven hours, I think, to get a four and a half hour book. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's a lot. Yeah, but that's also <laughs> putting the work. Then you're, at, you know, in life, I think it's what is it you actually want, and can you work hard on it? And then afterwards, you're always proud, regardless of the outcome. And I, you know, this, I'm sure your book, your 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 oh, creative yeah. work. It's all these things like, damn, yeah, that was, I wanted it. It was hard. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you, Noah. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's Thanks. Been a long to, time. Yeah, it has. And to everybody out there, uh, thank you for paying attention, for listening. And from Noah and myself, we both bid you a freaking fantastic day. And until next time, thanks very much. All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, Chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away 
all of that has a collective massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing the show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together. <music>